You are listening to an early pandemic recording. The equipment is rudimentary and the outside noise provides character. I like to think of this episode as pandemic thick, where lemonade was made from lemons. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Let me introduce you to Liz Rainey, musician, artist, and filmmaker. So I spent some time just making sure I had something to talk about, right? And you're such a fascinating person, so interesting, yeah. Um, I really like the mediums that you work in, and my wife in particular went to something at Mecca. It was basically your face, but at different moments in time on the projecting on a screen. Oh, was it this year? Or late last year. She tried to Facebook it, but she couldn't find exactly what. Last year, okay, yeah. I think I think I know. I think I know that is. I think I was. Yeah, I think I was showing like Price of Art or or one of the that one. Yeah, yeah. I like that you use yourself a lot in your art. So that's pretty cool. Tell me what was the inspiration behind that? That's a whole journey. (laughs) (laughs) You got some time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Or the abbreviated or chapter one. (laughs) Um, Well, it's, it's interesting because I started, like when I did undergrad, I was a graphic designer. And so my whole art practice before I, I came to Maine was working for other people. And I was trying to make sure that I could do my graphic design specifically for um, community groups. So I had my day job at the art store and then all of my practice was with uh, Feminists United on campus or with like a group for um, dreamers and immigrants in Savannah. So when, yeah, when I first got here, the whole focus was really on other people and talking about other people's voices and then through going through Mecca's MFA program <laughs> for two years, there was there was really a shift. That's where the shift happened. And my work, well, first I got more into video and also I got more into using my own body and talking about 
my own experiences and my own point of view, which has, in a way I didn't expect, it was doing what I was trying to do when I was working for other people, because the, the whole, a big part of my art practice is community and connection and staying rooted in community and talking about what the people in my community think are important. And it's like through really narrowing down and through talking about, you know, what I see and what I've gone through, that's what then has opened the door to have these other conversations that are so key to how I make art. Is that how you developed your manifesto? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that. It's like, oh, how can I put this? To get to that manifesto took so much non-art related, related personal work to do, um, in addition to the art related work. But yeah, I, I feel like all of the, or I've noticed that the people that I admire, they all have this manifesto that says this is who we are, this is what we do, and this is why we do it. Um, and one of, the, one of the ones I read while I was writing that was the Kambahi River Collective Manifesto. And they were, you know, they said, look, we are, um, we're black women and we're black, lesbian, and queer women. And we are struggling to, you know, the women's movement is talking about the gender, but it's leaving out the race. And then, okay, okay he's, he's okay, great. mostly gone. Um, <laughs> that was a vicious bee attack. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and there are black liberation groups that are talking about race, but again, that that overlap of the of race and gender and sexuality is missing. So this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it, and this is who we are. So when I read that, I was I basically said, "Well, this this is this is what this thesis work is," because that um, that was the my final thesis paper, and I said that's that's what this is. I'm laying out who I am, what I'm doing, who I'm doing it for and why um, so so a part of that like to break down some of your manifesto you have rounded sight was that part of it right chewed time uh, targeted artivism zoom in and zoom out can we like talk about some of that a little bit more I like the POV of rounded time but I just Want to have a snippet? Like, it's, just tell me a little more. Like, it was. <laughs> um, it feels good to be on the other side and to be able to talk about this creation without the pressure of like, I still have to pass. <laughs> <laughs> right.
Right. You, you graduated. You're done. So it's good to just have a conversation about it. Right. Um, and a little 2020, like you're looking back on it too. Yeah, and a lot of I I wrote that before the quarantine and before the um, the recent protest. And it's like looking back on that, there's so much in there that I just, I hold on even more firmly now. Um, and one of them, yeah, so, so the, the, round, the rounded site is about going more, going one step beyond rep, flat representation. So one step beyond there is a woman of color in the movie deep in the background with two lines. What, the help? Of the, the- there it is. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Okay, I see you. Yes. Yeah. Like that's not that's not it. There are so many facets of our lives that form who we are. And some of that is gender and race and sexuality. And some of that is very nuanced things. Some of it, you know, like for me, being from the South, being a drummer, being a skateboarder, like it, all of these things form who we are. And when I, when I talked about Rounded Sight, you know, I was advocating for we need the that dimensional representation of women of color so that we see them in the full 360 in the full round because we are you know thinking back on not just me but my friends and my family and my grandmother and her sisters and seeing those women, they were so complicated. They right. <laughs> and you know, they had so much to them. And they these are women that lived through World War Two, that lived through Jim Crow, that lived through desegregation, all of these things. And yes, that was a part of them, but there were also all of these other quirky and idiosyncratic parts of themselves that I didn't see as a kid reflected back to me in television and in movies that were coming out of Hollywood. Right. Same here. And when I think about, I always liked character roles. And part of that is because that's where I'm seeing somebody who kind of looks like me. Oh, oh, right there. And I always knew like that story is going to be way more interesting than the lead character who broke a heel or <laughs> she fell while somebody was chasing her. Like, I mean, just stuff where you're like, really, girl? Come on. <laughs> All right. So I get it. And it brings me to um, going for like colorblind casting. So actually putting people who represent the entire world in roles that are, as you would say, have a rounded sight. So, yeah. And there are, you know, there are so many people that are doing it and that have the capacity to do it 
but they they're not getting those resources right they're not getting that financial and that commercial support so when i i heavily i heavily referenced julie dash in um in that manifesto and one of the reasons is that i didn't see daughters of the dust until i was in my last semester of college and this is the very area like i'm part of the community that she's talking about <laughs> and there are so many descendants of gala and gichi people in that area that don't get that access to that movie but that are shown gone with the wind repeatedly <laughs> right well, um, they are doing a good job of controlling a narrative, right? So, and I love how your manifesto is going to shake that up, basically. Um, Chew Time, can you go into a little more detail about that one? <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> um, I always have these, I have these um, very long-winded connections that I start over here and then I end up over okay so <laughs> what um what had happened was I was I'm, I'm a big Alanis Morissette fan I love Alanis Morissette right on and I was listening to her in an interview and she was talking about how she wrote the songs on Jacket Little Pill. And she said, I was painting with words. I was using words like paint. I wasn't precious with it. And as I was typing, I started to realize that's, that's kind of what I'm doing with time. The way I'm using time in my videos isn't a traditional, use of time. I'm trying to stretch it out. I'm trying to elongate it. I'm trying to make these moments last even longer than how we would experience them in real time. So I, I came up with the idea of chewed time because one of my favorite phrases is, you know, chew on something. That, that phrase of like, you take, you take an idea or a thought and you, you go, it's go, it goes back to that 360 view. You look at it from all sides. You chew it and you chew it and you chew it <laughs> until like, there's no more flavor left to get out. <laughs> but you're really taking a deeper look and a deeper understanding of what's going on and so that's why that's why with those entanglement videos I really thought about how everything was unfolding in those videos so how long it took to see my face or you know the pacing between the narration and the sound and the visuals and adding negative spaces. I think negative space is really 
such it's so important in any medium that you're dealing with because the the thinking and the sinking in happens in the negative space so there are blank there there are blank screens in those videos because I want that viewer to sit in, you know, what it feels like to feel a rhythm in your body, or what it feels like to not really know when home is not really home. It's, it's home and it's not home, and so what is that feeling? Or being the only something in a room whether that's you're the only woman or you're the only person of color or you're the only woman and the only person of color <laughs> yeah <laughs> been there yes mm. mm -hmm. yeah 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 and that's that that's the ultimate goal with with that time is really just a subversion Right. How we think of it. And I like how the chew on it, you're processing it. And in a way, you're using that negative space to help you kind of zoom in and zoom out, which is one of your manifestos. Okay, I, I caught on. I caught on. Yeah. Okay, great. Sweet. I like that. Um, but yeah, and I, I love that. And always in like in movies where they will have no sound. They only do it like once. It's only once. So, but I think you might have done it more in some of your videos, right? So that is, that's unique. That's great. Yeah. Were you thinking about continuing the manifesto with the chew time? Like that is a staple, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And really, what I've learned, <laughs> um, the more that the more that my my practice has shifted and evolved what i've learned is that every every piece that i make is a living piece that will shift as i shift and as i discover new things and as i see things more clearly so i anticipate that that manifesto is probably maybe even the rough draft to a longer one and certainly those videos are the first in what will evolve to a series I mean I wouldn't be surprised if many decades from now it's Manifesto number eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the, since I mentioned it, the zoom in and the zoom out, um, is that also represented in some of your videos? You had a lot of duality where you'd be multiplied by two. Do you want to mm -hmm. delve into that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, those, though, that, I made those videos 
right when I was making that shift from focusing on other people and then focusing on myself. Fascinating. And I was really thinking, it, it, it wasn't as fully fleshed out as it gets to be in those later videos and in that manifesto, but I was thinking about dualities absolutely and multiplicities like having such so many different forms of yourself I mean I have had so many lives <laughs> like I've been a photographer I've been a designer I'm now into video I've also been a writer I'm a DJ here and there, like in my first, the very first form of art that I did though was actually music and it was drumming. So I've had all of these different parts of myself that for a long time felt like they were just scattered everywhere, but more recently it feels like they're all starting to make sense now. And I'm, I'm realizing what parts from each facet are, are, I'm building together to make this, how the, how the parts make the whole, basically. So yeah, those, those early videos, I was doubling myself and slowly focusing on the movement instead of, I, I had objects early on and I later took them out and so it got, way more abstract and opened up a lot more interpretation. Um, and yeah, the, the, the zoom in and zoom out is, it's about that process that really we all do. We might not name it, but we certainly all do it. We, we think about, we consider what questions we have about ourselves, about the world, and we look at who else has had those questions or who else is having those questions and how are they answering it. And really, that, that process is really about understanding what foundation you're standing on. Because I, I mean, I know that I couldn't do the work that I do if I didn't have some understanding of all of those people and especially all of those women of color and all of those black women and all of those queer women that were doing this work for decades and really setting up the foundation to where I can even go to school and do an MFA and study and then go out and do artwork. Like, you gotta know where you come from. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, you're standing on the shoulders of giants, that famous giants. So you've got to understand a little bit and then you can move forward. Right. Because so. once you know what 
they've tried, you can then start thinking of new ideas and new things to build on that. Um, your artivism, I think you kind of already touched upon it, but is there anything you'd like to add? I'd say that it's it's um, it's how I figured out how to talk about the way that I'm using art and activism because they've always been linked for me and as I've gotten older I under you know I've understood that that's that's not every artist's practice but it's very much integral from my practice so um, yeah the 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 targeted artivism I think was my was my way of saying that not only am I doing art and activism but I'm doing it and focusing on women of color um, and really trying to do what I can to keep those connections as strong as, as strong as possible. Yeah. I feel like most artists, even if they're not activists, it's all political to a certain extent. Like either you have the privilege to not think that you are being an activist <laughs> or and that says a whole political viewpoint right there. So <laughs> Um, it is, <laughs> it's surprisingly, well, I guess it's not really surprisingly, but sometimes when you, tr when you try to walk people there, they have a hard time getting it. <laughs> like everything is political. And even when someone says they're apolitical, that's a political act. Right. <laughs> like you were saying. <laughs> But there are some people <laughs> who like, yeah, who, who, who don't quite, don't want to step that way. So, um, but that's definitely how, that is certainly how I interpret the world. I think everything is political and I think being alive and being who you are is such a political and such a radical act of resistance especially when your life is threatened every day right and mm -hmm. I felt that way you know many months before and looking back in hindsight and having you know with all of us living through these past few months I, I feel even more strongly about that like existing and thriving is such a radical act of resistance and of self-love. Right. Yeah. It's like being that weed that you spraying with that weed killer and somehow it just keeps coming back. It's, <laughs> it's just, and it's even bigger than the last time you saw it. You're like, I just sprayed you yesterday. How did you do that? Right. Pure well. Yes. <laughs> Pure well. <laughs> 
well, what else is there, you know? Amen. So, I guess laughter. I like having laughter. A little love. That goes a long way for sure. (laughs) Um, There's one video labeled Silence. And what I liked about it was the lens that you were seeing the other images through. And I'm kind of curious, what was that lens? Like, not just metaphorically, but actually what was it? Like, was it just plastic crumpled up? That technical. Oh, you're good. That's exactly what it was. Uh, It was plastic (laughs) Um, I have a little GoPro and it's so I I, um, wet the, put the plastic wrap in some water so that it would cling to the lens and then just shot with, yeah. Yeah. And water. So yeah. there you go. And what was the metaphor in that? Um, that was after we were put into quarantine, or right, right at the beginning of when we were put into quarantine, and when face so when face masks started being required and when we realized that we wouldn't be able to like school was shut down and restaurants and um all all of those public spaces and that was so much of my practice is that energy from other people so it's when I make installations it's so that a group of people have this shared experience and they have this communal conversation even when I'm when I was working on those videos and when I was writing that manifesto I'm doing it in the cafe or in the computer lab or you know, in the restaurant. So I'm, I'm always, I was always around other people and talking about my ideas with other people. Um, and so to have all of that seemingly overnight just shut down and taken, I, it, as an artist but also like well my art and myself are, are so intertwined at this point that there really isn't a, <laughs> so, there's no separation yeah so in all the ways that was hard and it was hard to see other people struggling and not knowing what to do to help and not knowing both for strangers but all and also for friends and for relatives um being up here in maine and knowing that i couldn't just go back to georgia and not knowing when i could go back to georgia um, that was 
and trying to finish my thesis at the same time, <laughs> and having to, um, yeah, all the all the things. So those all of those objects I found were all things that were in my apartment, and it was the only things I had access to. And if I remember right, I did those. Yeah, they're in. It's in English and Portuguese and Spanish. And um, I didn't really know what to say. Like I had all these feelings, but I didn't know how to get that out. You know, I was trying to write, and I was trying to film, and trying to do all these different things, and finally, it, it just came out with, I tried to speak and I couldn't, and, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, it was strange, it was almost like all of my forms of being creative were failing me at that moment. Even the drumming? Well, I guess so, because you're like, I'm being seen when I drum. And, um... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, um... The drum... When I'm drumming, it's it's usually... I would usually use the, the set that is in the basement at Mecca. So on my way to go drumming, I saw all these people, and um, you know, or or I'm doing just a jam session with other people. So even though I'm going through these motions, it's it's like it's still so confined, though. You know, like I'm not able to share that in the way that I'm used to sharing it. Yeah. Very deep, yeah. Um, Calling Thunder was a really nice video to watch. <laughs> um, what was some of your like highlights? Like, what did you enjoy about it? Or when you think back on it, or? That's actually the first video I took the object out. Oh, okay. That was the first one. Um, because I was, um, I had a friend film me and I was on my skateboard. Um, because before then I was doing a lot, I was doing a lot of videos that was centered around skateboarding. And okay, I was in the school, <laughs> in the hallway, trying to do, in Ollie, the most basic, I really should be better at it than I am, <laughs> but I was trying to, I was trying to do in Ollie, and I told my friend, I said, okay, get, get my face, because when I, when I'm skating or when I'm drumming, 
I don't often have film of that so I, that I can go back and see myself doing that. I only know it from like, this perspective of doing it. So I said, okay, I wanna, I wanna see what my face looks like when I'm trying to do this. And so that, that sound that you hear, that loud bang is the, the wheels hitting, hitting the floor as, I, as I'm coming down. And when I, when I was editing it, I was watching it and I was like, I make that face when I do these things. It's but almost a sexual face. Like, it is. Just throwing that out there. Like, okay. Because it's like, a, because it's, it takes so much energy to summon that jump to get up in the air. Mm, let's see where you're going. Really <laughs> like, Ride that wave, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an all of your body thing. It's an all of your body thing. Um, but then I, so then I, I edited it and I, the, the sound, I made it slower so it's that two time again I slowed that that sound down mm -hmm. and I made it deeper than it than it sounded in real time um, and I when I showed it I had it in an installation and so I projected it so that it was it covered the wall and like it four was, walls or the whole um, it covered one set it was one video in a in a, in a set so it covered a whole wall and it was bigger than life size. And the sound was coming out of a guitar amp. Mm -hmm. So it was cranked all the way up so that you not, you not only heard it, but you physically felt, you, your body got shocked um, from, it was very physical sound. Um, and when I showed it, in that setting um it was so wild like people's interpretations were so it went there were so many more layers to skateboarding that even i didn't realize until after i took the skateboard out like conversations around deities and summoning strength and of you know even that like those traditions that have maintained that are that are still here in African American communities despite the like attempt to erase those connections like those connections are still there um, and conversations about that came up in showing that video and of really just abstracting to where it was just my movement um, and it was a blank uh, a blank background and it was just me, and it was two of me, and so there, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's just, it was so, um, it was so rich, the, 
the the conversations that came out of that video and that was yeah yeah that was the video where I was like okay take out the object new right? direction <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's fascinating you take out a focal point and then people can chew a little bit more right yeah so it's fascinating I saw that you went to Italy so tell me about that yeah <laughs> that um so one of the one of the really cool things about the MFA at Mecca is that the second year the second years go on a trip abroad. So every year it's a different place. Um before before my year I think it was Berlin. And so my year it was Venice for the Biennale. And we went in October. The Biennale. The Biennale. The Venice Biennale. It's where in so individual artists from around the world are invited to make art, and also every country also has their own pavilion. So there's Brazil and France and Germany and the U.S. Korea, Japan, it's it's really, the whole city really becomes in just one big extended art show. And there are people there from all over the world. I mean, it's, it's really, It, it's incredible and for me it was my first time leaving the country so this was the first time I had um, been well no let me back up let me back up it was my first time leaving the continental U.S. I've been to, <laughs> I've I've been to the um, the the Navajo Nation in Arizona, mm-hmm. which um, is in physically in the U.S. but its own like it's its own separate territory. So this was my first time. Yeah, this was my first time being off the continent. Um, and that experience was, I mean, it was only for a week, but everything that I saw, both in the, in the, in the formal art shows, but also just outside of the art shows and just on the street, really all of it is, I... That's the other thing that made me sad about this pandemic is um, early on, I heard someone say that we can travel or we can be safe, but we can't do both. And traveling for me, being around what I don't know and having to 
understand things that are things and ideas that are far from my home has been such a big part of forming who I am and really such a big part of my education um, that to think that, that maybe we won't I don't know, losing that is just, is kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of dumbfounding. Yeah. 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 Um, I really, I've been abroad a couple places, but my first time, um, that wasn't the continental, I went to Canada. Uh, so the first time I did that was Greece and it was undergrad and was junior year and it was just a phenomenal experience like um, we went to a lot of museums I'm a classical studies minor so I like antiquity especially (laughs) I understand antiquity like it makes sense to me like a lot of things I see I'm like I don't really know what you're getting at but your videos make sense to me like at least I can feel something I have a connection and it makes me think a little bit or or a lot you know depending on how long you want to absorb something. So I like your art. And, but yeah, like going and experiencing other people and just how it was kind of nice seeing how other people saw Americans who weren't white. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's a- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But good, I'm good fodder, I'm sure, for inspiration for videos. I'm pretty sure, for, yeah. You know, it's so, um, it's so humbling when you're in a place and you don't speak the language very well and you've got to, um, you got to learn how to communicate and you got to really, um, I, uh, I was in the Madrid airport, uh, on a connecting flight and five minutes into being there like this woman asked me directions in Portuguese and I'm like okay I I understand what you asked but I can't speak Portuguese and I know a little Spanish but my Spanish is not that great either so I'm like trying to get my Spanish in a way that like (laughs) we can do some sort of like communication going on um but yeah like learning those different ways of of communicating and connecting with people there are so many ways to connect with people and when you can it's just such a it's just such a, a beautiful and amazing experience yes i'm sure we will be able to travel at some point in the future the future so you have so many mediums um have you thrown like parties before or do you think like when we can have gatherings again maybe you will because like you have the installation you have the music component uh, video um (laughs) (laughs) 
there's so much going Design. on. Design. There's like a some somewhere deep in the archives. There's like a radio show. I think I did once, and I was like, "Oh, radio is cool." Um, <laughs> there's so so much. Um, yeah, I um, I was doing I was doing DJ shows, and I love that because you know again people in a space in that energy and you know I'm feeding off of their energy they're feeding off of mine and it just um, yeah it's, it's just such such strong fuel and I am really looking forward to yeah, to somehow fostering that again. I think I think it's going to look different than it has in the past. So I think installations and, um, well, maybe the house show won't change that. You know, those last forever. But um, yeah, like installations and shows and things like that. Um, they might look different in the future. And I think that can be a really good avenue to just try what we haven't tried before. Um, and I've said, I've said that for a few years now about activism. I'm like, well, maybe, like, one of the reasons I was coming up with the targeted artivism and the, the zoom in, zoom out is, is thinking of these new and fresh approaches to activism and just seeing if it can, where it can take us. Um, and I think the same thing is, is happening and going to happen with, with art, I think, all of the mediums I work in are going to be affected and it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to be really interesting to see what um, what directions they take and how you know how, how can you get pe people to experience an installation and how can you activate their all of those sense all of those senses so not just sight but like I was saying with the sound, physical sound, and all of that stuff. That leads me to, are there any upcoming projects you have? I have to think about it for a second. Because <laughs> my brain is all over the place. Um... Particularly, um, right now I'm just figuring out um, video work, how to do freelance video work remotely. Um, yeah, right now I'm just 
looking for projects, trying to get more of that experience. Um, yeah, other, yeah, I mean, other than the stuff I'm doing for, you know, DML. Yeah, Dyke March, Maine, yeah. right? Um, are you collaborating with any other organizations and I, cause I know you did some stuff with Indigo Arts prior Word. Um, yeah yeah I've done um, multiple things <laughs> with <laughs> Indigo um, multiple things with uh Space, gallery, yes. um, uh, here in Portland, um, just working on, um, my, God, uh, a project with a friend of mine doing like showing this epic house epic real estate house ah. um that that was that was super cool is that something the public can see or yes yeah. so um it is on crud was it on it's on instagram and it's is it Portland Houses? No. Or... Excellence Realty? Okay. I did it with Shahida. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, Excellence yeah. Excellence yeah. Realty with Shahida. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Um, yeah, that was fun. So I didn't realize it was a real estate thing, but that's very... They probably paid well, so... <laughs> That's great. Um, where can people find you, find your work, uh, hire you? How do they get the plugs? Um, <laughs> uh, totally on Instagram. Um, so Liz Rainey, R-H-A-N-E-Y. Um, Instagram is what I'm mainly on recently. Motorcycles are pretty loud. <laughs> it's like if a plane flies over, I'm like, we gotta, I, I can't use any of that shit. <laughs> like, okay. So, the whole screen is just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trash, trash. All right. So, <laughs> let's just repeat that. <laughs> Um, um, so, where's the plug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Liz Rainey, R-H-A-N-E-Y. Um, if you look for that on Instagram, that's got a lot of my videos, um, also on YouTube, um, that is 
basically my video sketchbook so like all of the the major projects but also little things that I'm just doing um, as video sketches is up on there um, under Liz Rainey yeah yeah um, and also Facebook uh, Facebook might have Elizabeth on there um, but I do have links to to all of those different platforms um, up on my Instagram and also my website um, if you just type in like Liz Rainey and then look, look for um, website um, my website has all of those linked together too um, yeah so all of the the video and the design and the me all of that stuff is together great yeah awesome and thank you for listening to in the pocket with featured artist liz rainey if you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search in the pocket on itunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.